Phoenix FM. Hey guys, it's Dorothy from the band Dorothy, and you're listening to Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM. Good evening, and welcome to the As Yet Untitled Rock Show. The sound of Saturday night on Phoenix FM. 8 for Jan. That's not. J for Feb. Oh, what's going on? Strong start. Big thanks to Paul Golder for the last two hours of resurrection. Some great indie tunes tonight. His show's called Resurrection because he brings us up back to life every week. I feel alive. So alive. I've had coffee. It's really windy outside. It's amazing what it could do. Big thanks to Paul. My name's Stuart Pink. Pleasure to have you rocking with us tonight. So here's the plan. I provide the chat and the tunes. You provide the drinks. Well done for being here early. You don't get a discount. (laughs) Drinks are free. If you make your own. Like every good club. No reason to get here early. Other than the fact you get a lovely comfy seat. I'm liking this, uh, this club link. We have a sticky carpet. Like every other good rock venue. All the best music comes with a sticky carpet. Never been to Abbey Road Studios, but I imagine they have a sticky carpet as well. So on the show tonight, before I run out of intro music, we've got a chat. One of the greatest, one of my favourite rock bands ever. Been a big fan of Dorothy for a long time. And we have Dorothy Martin on the show tonight. Total fanboy. It was great. She's joining us. Talk about album number three. And we're talking about boobs and rock and roll. Yeah, you heard that right? So okay, I can say that I've checked. Breast implant illness. Health advice here on the Ashley Untitled Rock Show. And rock chat, obviously. We've also got loads of cool music from loads of bands. Gonna run out of time if I'm not quick. And I can't load this week. We've got the Metal Birds. Oh, who else we got? Rocket Dolls. Oh, I can't remember. Loads, loads, just loads. We're going to do nothing really but a good time. That's the plan. While I go and fix the Wi Fi, you keep rocking. I'm glad you found it funny. We are truly an international show today, loving that tune. 
Uh, so I promised Dorothy would be on the show without further delay. Let's get on with it, shall we? Uh, while we're on the other side of the pond, uh, we're going to talk to Dorothy Martin this week on the Azure Untitled Rock Show. She's here to raise a little hell, as you do. Uh, the flawless singer Dorothy Martin from American rock band Dorothy will be talking to us all about boobs, rock and roll, the hotly anticipated album number three, and an empowering body positive message from one of females rock icons uh, but first to get you in the mood to uh, familiarize yourselves with dorothy just in case you've forgotten or you've never heard them before where you've been welcome to the azure untitled rock show we play it all the time uh, this is dorothy raise a little hell and then we'll talk to dorothy martin Gotta raise a little hell. I'm very excited to be joined on the phone all the way from LA, Dorothy Martin. Hello, Dorothy. How are you? Hi, good morning. I'm good. Uh, what time is it over there? Oh, what time? Are we? we are five past eight in the evening. 
Uh, are you okay. early? <laughs> We're at noon. We're at lunchtime right now. Oh, lunchtime. Oh, we could have dinner and you could have lunch and then we'll call it like brunch or something. That's that's fine. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We've just started chucking it down with rain over here. I imagine LA is a slightly better scene. It's very sunny. It's too sunny, actually. Too sunny? You're rubbing it in I now. know that's not a thing everywhere else in the world, but, you know, <laughs> I like a little bit of rain now and then. <laughs> oh, you should definitely come to the UK. We, we have a lot of that. That's fine. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting to us. Um, I'm sure our listeners will be well familiar with your work and uh, we'll get on to, to our rock chat uh, soon. But we're going to talk about boobs and rock and roll. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Perfect combination. Uh, now, I know you've had um, a pretty uh, traumatic experience recently. Tell us what's, uh, what's been going on. Yeah, so I wanted to get out there and talk about this um, to anyone who would listen because it affects a lot of people. But, um, you know, I had, long story short, I hadn't been feeling too well for a couple of years, and I could never suss out the source of the problem. My blood work was always fine, and I'm pretty healthy, and I take pretty good care of myself, so it was very bewildering as to why I would be, you know, fatigued for no reason in the middle of the day, almost every day. Uh, I'd have to just lay down and... Um, so I was, you know, curious as to why I wasn't feeling well, but this, this got worse and worse progressively and went on and on. Um, I got my blood work drawn a few times and then, you know, one morning I woke up and the first thought I had was you have to take your breast implants out because I had implants put in a decade ago. And, uh, so I, that thought entered my mind and I went online and I started researching. I found a website over here in the U.S. called healingbreastimplantillness.com. It had a plethora of information um, about breast implant illness, which I'd never heard of. Mm, And the medical community was not identifying this as a disease. Um, So I I was looking and reading through all these testimonials and all the symptoms I had, I want to say 80% of the symptoms. And, uh, my story sounded very similar to the other women that had discovered this is what was bothering them. They'd gone to their doctor and said, this is what I think I have, and yeah. this is how I feel. And a lot of the doctors are saying, well, it could be other things. You know, implants are safe. It's, it's all in your head. Well, more and more women started coming forward about this, talking about it, and they started a Facebook group, support group for these women. So it was upwards of 100,000 people, I think, uh, at oh, one wow. point, I'm not sure how many now, but Huge. a lot of women were having the very same exact thing, and they were seeking out surgeons who were experts in breast implant removal, but not just implant removal, but the capsule that forms around the implant can absorb a lot of the toxins that's in the implant. And if you look this up and do your research and read about some of the ingredients that are in these implants, there's cleaning agents, it's full of neurotoxins, and it's going to go right to your brain. It causes brain fog, insomnia, anxiety, fatigue, um, you know, women with their hair falling out, and mine, mine started to drop out as well. So Yeah, my God. I thought that was very interesting. So I went back to my original sur- surgeon who put them in, and they say on the website, actually, that it's not going to be the best idea because he'll try to convince you not to take them out and that you won't like, you know, the way your breasts look after and that's exactly what happened yeah exactly what he said to me and and i got really you know almost very angry and i was like you don't understand what it feels like it's like i'm trapped inside my own body now yes yeah with these uh silicone implants and um it's causing me a great deal of anxiety so so i looked i looked through the list and um i called a few doctors up and um they're all booked almost a year out and i'm thinking oh gosh you know i'm not going to be able to tour what am i going to do 
I have to put my life on hold because I have to be able to come home and have the surgery. And, you know, they're booking out into touring season. So by some miracle, I was on Instagram. And I don't love Instagram, but this, for some reason, was just meant to be. I I saw this doctor based in Beverly Hills who he has a TV show called The Doctors with um, Andrew Orton. And his name is Dr. Ritu Chopra. And he had two offices, one in Beverly Hills and one in, like, the Palm Springs area near me. And he was performing N-block capsulectomies. I messaged his Instagram thinking it would be the office. You know, hi, can I speak with Dr. Chopra? Yeah. Um, is, he, is he available? And he messaged me back personally and said, hi, it's me. You know, what, what can I help you with? You know, so I told him, oh, I'm not feeling well at all. And I want these implants taken out as soon as possible. Well, they were able to get me in in a few weeks for a consultation, and I had this procedure done very quickly. I'm still healing, yeah. um, but I immediately, you know, one thing I can say, I felt immediately better with the brain fog. Straight away, was it that that fast that you think that you had you had the? Yeah, it it was, and it, your body takes. There's a detox period. Um, 95% of women report feeling better after removing their implants. And the data, you know, doesn't lie. And the women and their testimonials don't lie. Yeah. So while the medical community hasn't recognized this as an illness, it, I mean, it tells you a lot that Allergan, the company that makes a lot of these implants, recalled the textured silicone version because it was linked to anaplastic large cell lymphoma cancer. And now we have women who have developed blood cancer because of the silicone. You know, the silicone implant doesn't have to rupture in order for that silicone and the other agents that are in there to leak into your uh, system. And it can, you know, it can make it through the capsule barrier and into your bloodstream. I mean, I think it's rare, but it can happen. And uh, you have a foreign object lodged inside your body, so it's triggering an autoimmune response from the body the body wants to fight this thing this foreign invader you know inside itself to protect you and um so that's going to trigger all these almost like autoimmune disease symptoms um so yeah you can read about all of this at healingbreastimplantillness.com and the symptoms don't tend to erupt for about 10 years so you know seven years ago i was like i feel fine yeah you wouldn't know yeah, I wouldn't know. And around the 10-year mark is maybe seven years to 10 years when the body starts going, I've had enough, and your body starts breaking down um, and trying to fight. So you don't have any energy to do anything. It's like I had, it's like I had been zapped of all of my energy. Um, it must it be really hard to pinpoint yeah. what it is if you're just feeling like that, because it's not like you can sort of look and go, there's a wound, I need to get that healed. If you, if you exactly. just feel generally. It's very hard. Especially when we're told that something like this is safe. There's so many people doing it. But if you really think about it and you use your you use your own judgment and you listen intuitively to your soul, that's the important thing. Is you know it's a barbaric practice. I mean, it's okay to modify your body if you want to change the way you look. That's your absolute right to do that. But think about what you're doing to your body. It's traumatic. No, it's um, you're opening yourself up and shoving a bag under your breast muscle. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and it took me going through this to open my eyes and realize how crazy that was. Absolutely crazy. 
what would be your message then to to you 10 years ago would you, would you still go ahead and do something like that or would would, would you just not no. not do nothing no yeah. absolutely not it's wonderful that i can help people you know maybe uh it was meant to happen and i could spread this message and i've had a lot of people message me saying thank you so much my surgery is next month. I'm so excited. I can't wait. And they have all these questions. Yeah. But if I had, could go back and visit myself, I'd be like, your little breasts are so adorable and you're so beautiful the way you are. You know, the reason I ended up getting the surgery it goes way back to an emotionally, physically abusive relationship where I was just told I wasn't good enough. I needed bigger breasts. I mean, it was, it was young me yeah. going through something that, I had no defenses against that, you know, probably made me a stronger person. But this is a decade-long story we're talking about. So, you know, there's a lot of recovery involved. It's not just like, let's take the implants out and we're fine. I mean, you have to think about the psychological effects of this and the whole psychological journey I went on. I mean, breasts are where you feed your children. Um, They're, you know, they're they're gifts and they're, they're precious and you know, they're involved in making a family and uh, they're just too sexualized. I mean, and and I just felt like I needed to be more and I didn't. I was fine just the way I was. So it was a very big eye-opener going through this and having the surgery and feeling the, the way I felt and how I feel now. Um, also, another thing, I, I wasn't prepared for the uh, little bit of depression that comes after surgery, kind of like you... You feel like you've lost a piece of yourself. You feel like you've lost a part of yourself. But everybody's different. You might not have this experience. Uh, and it's certainly not permanent. And it's certainly better than living with these toxic, you know, things in your body and your system. So I just want to say, you know, I am very glad I made this decision and that I was able to come out the other side, even though I have scars and, you know, yeah. I have this story to tell. Got a story, but you're still doing it. I was, I was going to say, I used to work in a, a cancer hospital, and um, I'm sort of linking this really to, to what breast cancer patients would go through. They've had surgery, and there's obviously the physical recovery period, but there's also that emotional aspect of dealing with, like you say, a, a loss, really, dealing with, with all that. Yeah, but my surgeon was so wonderful. He did a wonderful job. The shape is back to almost, I mean, as close to my original shape as you can get. And um, the size is nice, you know. I'm not. I'm. I'm happy with it, and the scars will heal. I'm not worried about that. And any man out there that doesn't want anything to do with you because of something about your breast, he can, you know, find somebody else because exactly, it's not what matters. So it was a big eye opener for me, and I just wanted to spread that message today.
is Dorothy from the band Dorothy, and you're listening to Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM. Phoenix 98 FM. Do you feel, having been through this, that um, you, you've had a chance to look at yourself as uh, and love yourself differently? Yeah, I'm trying to look at myself more um, as a spiritual being and not an object that, you know, that's something that society imposes on women and has for a very long time. And I feel like we're kind of going through this cleansing, this like awakening. I'm trying to just like address my inner child and doing a lot of, you know, self-work, self-help, therapy, stuff like that. So that's all important and it all goes together. Why did I feel not good enough? Or why did I allow somebody to make me feel like I wasn't good enough? I agreed with them. On some level, that was a spiritual agreement because... I felt in alignment with myself, in tune with myself, and confident. You know, whatever they said wouldn't affect me, and I wouldn't be in a relationship with that person to begin with. So it actually stirred up a lot of soul-searching, funny enough. Yeah. I, I really hope that a lot of young women will listen to this and, and relate to it, and I think you should be very proud of yourself for, uh, for taking the, the mantle and, and getting this message out there. Thank you. Now, I hope we'll see you back on top of your game soon. Um, for obvious reasons you, you mentioned it's been a while since there's been any, any new music um, but ah, yes. yeah. <laughs> are we are we planning a new album oh yes I'm making a new album right now I'm writing with a bunch of wonderful people like uh, Keith Wallen and Stevie DeCane from Buck Cherry and um, oh wow uh, I've written with Justin Hawkins you're, uh, you're Justin Hawkins over oh my darkness. god I love Justin Hawkins yes. oh I love him he's so precious and I have never seen anybody play a guitar solo like that man. Oh, I'm not kidding. And I've amazing. I've seen a lot of people, a lot of really big guitar players, you know, in, live in person. And yeah. I mean, Justin, his skills are just next level. I saw him live last time and he had a, a, a plectrum which he licked and stuck to his chest. And it seemed to stay there for about three songs. I was like, that thing's just held on. Uh, a guitar pick. Oh, <laughs> It just—it was like held on by confidence. There was like no reason. Oh, it was I just love done. that. <laughs> that sounds just like him. Held on by confidence. I love that. <laughs> that was amazing. So you've written with him for the for the new album. Yeah, yeah. I've written a few songs with him. We would like like to join up and write some more. Uh, you know, I know he's over the pond, but we'll make it happen. I'm hey. not worried about it. Yeah, yeah. come on. This, and this album is going to be very rock and roll. Oh, amazing. I mean, you know, just beautiful wonderful in your face rock and roll so i think your, your two uh, the two albums are uh, the rock is dead and then 28 days in the valley i think there is a, a distinguishable difference between the two uh there's 20, oh, yeah. 28 days in the da- valleys uh, i heard you say before it was written all on uh, or performed and recorded on retro gear um have you gone down that road yeah again? yeah it, uh, no probably not this no? time you know it was it was done on on vintage gear and and probably newer gear as well and the mix and the way that it sounds and it was the thing was that album was recorded live pretty much you know it was the band in a room playing together whereas a lot of people they'll just do the guitars and then they'll go in and do the drums separately everything was kind of mic'd up and done live oh wow um, yeah, yeah. this time i'm looking for more of a, a i want to say like a clean not clean it's still going to be dirty but but production-wise, I want it to be um, produced a little differently, a lot differently. It's going to be more, I, want, I don't want to say stadium rock, you know, but it could, it could very much turn into something like that where 
you could hear it filling a stadium and uh, with these big songs and big guitars and uh, wonderful melodies. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Jeff Leppard, um, Scorpions, Rolling Stones, ACDC, Black Sabbath, oh, a lot of that stuff. Yes. But I've also listened to a lot of metal, and we'll see. I think it's shaping up to be a really fun album. Oh, excellent. Well, if, if it's got any of those influences you just mentioned, it would be absolutely awesome. Right, yeah, they're great. <laughs> Have we got uh, guest appearances on the album as well, then, if you're working these people to write the stuff? Ooh, that would be nice. Uh, I think if that is meant to be, it'll happen. I'm not sure who. I haven't really, you know, asked around or anything, but I have just, I've just been collecting songs, writing songs with different people. And um, so that would be wonderful to have a really nice, surprising guest appearance on the album. I'm very open to that. Cool. I'll, I'll send Justin over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of your music has uh, like a personal, inward, uh, reflective lyrics. Do you find that writing your music and, and coming up with your lyrics, particularly, is that helpful for your emotions? And is that, is that sort of the way you plan to write your music? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's helpful. I, it comes from my emotions. You know, it, it's it's created by my emotions and and my experiences. And you know, sometimes I'm storytelling. Sometimes I feel like someone else is writing it, and I just have the pen and I'm being instructed to because it comes so fast you know it's almost like i can't take credit for that that's so i don't know how that happened and that's how uh we are stars on 28 days in the valley was written and i feel like there's a very nice spiritual message in there it's just strange because i had it was almost like i was being dictated the lyrics and my brain was just like (laughs) a sentence at a time coming up with out of nowhere it's very strange it's almost like intuitive songwriting um, and I love when that happens and it's happening more and more. And I feel very, you know, connected to my music when I do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, yes, it's, uh, it's therapy, it's storytelling. Sometimes you make something up cause it's fun or you just go for what sounds really good. I can tell right away if it's inspired or if it's being forced and if it's being forced, I'd rather not have anything to do with it. Are you one of these people that hears a riff or a melody or a line in your head or do you just sort of? sit there with a guitar and, and try and just bust out some stuff. Yeah, I'll hear riffs. I'll sing guitar riffs. Like, play this, you know. <laughs> you know, and like, I'll sing it and I'll hear it in my head because I, I'm not a, you know, prolific guitar player or anything. I can strum a few chords. But yeah. I, uh, yeah, I hear, and then when I don't hear them, uh, I think of lyrics, you know, or it, or if there's nothing, there's nothing. It's not meant to be written at the time. Um, but I want it to come from a very genuine place, and I want the songs to be important. You know, sometimes you have a lot of artists that say, like, what I say is meaningless, I don't know what I meant, let the fans figure it out. And that's fine, and sometimes it just sounds good and it's ear candy, but I really do value important lyrics something meaningful yeah um that that's very rewarding for me oh, it definitely comes across in your stuff there's a lot of empowering music in there so uh, again are you, are you drawing from your personal experiences of what we've been talking about what you've been through recently and your your new album coming out i'm sure i will because i haven't written since i had the surgery but i plan on writing some next week and i'm sure somehow it's going to get in there but I think that it changed me enough as a person that um, when someone goes through something like that, you can just sense it. If you're an intuitive person, you can sort of sense it about them, you know, and and I can talk about it on the radio and I can talk about it with magazines and um, 
hey, this is what I went through, and you can find, find you know, the personal journey and the story in the articles. It doesn't necessarily have to be written into a song, like, oh, I got my breast implant safe now. I feel yeah. so much better now. Or what? <laughs> That's an instant hit, that one, I can tell. <laughs> I just feel, I just want to feel, I feel more free. I'm getting there, and I'm kind of coming out of this weird post-surgical funk. So if you're going through this, it gets better. I definitely recommend getting the implants out. Make sure the doctor takes out the capsule. You can't leave the capsule behind, or your systems or your symptoms won't go away. Yeah. They'll just persist. You know, that stuff is still in your body. So the full capsule has to come out. It's worth waiting for the right doctor. Um, it's life changing. So. One more time, the website, if, if people are relating to what you've been through, where, where would they go to find out more information? Sure, it's healingbreastimplantillness.com. Excellent. Uh, so thank you very much for chatting to us. Do you uh, have any tours coming up? Have you got any dates for the, the album? Um, well, we're doing the album right now, so I'm going to start putting music out very soon, singles. We're going to start with a few singles while we're wrapping up this record, and then touring will be announced. You know, later on, uh, later on once that's out, and uh, I'm sure there will be a lot of touring towards the end of the year. I'm not ready to tour just yet. I think I should, yeah, you know, give yourself recover a little more, and yeah. So uh, focus on this record, which I want. I want to say I want it to be my magnum opus, but just <laughs> I'll settle for really, really well-rounded, beautifully produced, really good songs that fans love that makes them excited and makes them dance a stadium rock album yeah wait let's fill a stadium let's do it <laughs> stadium in the uk any plans to come sure. over here <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome on phoenix fm anytime come and do an acoustic set for us thank you so much <laughs> dorothy thanks for chatting to us hope you all feel right. back in your top game soon oh yeah all right thank you and i also wanted to say you know um shout out to jason gamberg's family he's my drummer Oh yeah, He's over in, they're over in the UK, and uh, and it's Owen Barry who plays guitar with me. Oh, so Both half, from the UK, half the yeah. band are here. Just come over here. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Dorothy. Thank you. Bye. We are stars. We are stars. Let's see
Dorothy, we are stars. We are all of us, every single one of us stars, including Dorothy Martin. Thanks to Dorothy for coming on the As Yet Untitled Rock Show and sharing a powerful message for young women. Be comfortable in your body. Don't change it for anybody else. Just be you. Phoenix 98FM. Go to phoenixfm.com and listen to online guest interviews. Check the events for your area and listen to great radio online.